up? Welcome back to another episode of So Good So Far podcast. I'm Nicole. <laughs> I'm Jackie. I guess we're doing that again. <laughs> Sometimes we'll do it okay. every once in a while, just in case people forget or mm-hmm. have never listened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what? How? How? What did you do this weekend? I know you went on your date on Friday, which I want to still hear about. Okay, yeah. Because we never talked. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, I went on a date. We picked outfits out for each other at the thrift store beforehand, mm-hmm. and then we went on the date and. I kind of like, I knew he was going to pick something like ridiculous. <laughs> so I like tried to pick something better. Like so that more ridiculous? or Less less, okay, ridi- okay. Re- less ridiculous so that it would encourage him to pick something less ridiculous. But it didn't. Of course. And he made me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He made me wear size 40 <laughs> jean shorts. <laughs> Where did you guys go for dinner? We went to this really nice, like, it wasn't really nice, but it was, like, a kind of nice sushi restaurant. <laughs> and, yeah, so I had to, like, use my belt and kind of make it, like, a paper bag waist, but it's not a paper bag waist at all. It's, it's like just a size folded. 40. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I had to, like, roll them up. And then I made him look kind of good. Like, I don't have a picture of me. Uh, I'll have to send it did to he, you What, later. like, kind of a shirt did he get for you? He got, like, this, like, knitted shirt. That was, like... <laughs> It looked like a 90s knitted shirt, but he looked kind of good. He got like a vest and oh, some pants. Stop. He just looks so good. In he a just vest. wore just the vest into the restaurant. Yeah, he did. Goodbye. Just a vest. And it was so fun. It's honestly really good for social anxiety to like go yeah, pick a just like, crazy mm. outfit and have to walk in with it. <laughs> yeah. But the, it was Size all you 40. can eat sushi. It was so good. Oh, yeah, so freaking good. It was really I, fun. Yeah. On Saturday, I got my first vaccine. How was that? And it was so scary. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was terrified. Where'd you go? Because it's like, I just don't know if I was going to have a allergic reaction to it. Mm-hmm. I went to like Aurora and they just like kind of like stab you. Oh my God. She, she just looked like she had been there all day. It was four o'clock she's and she's like, like, God damn it. God damn it. And just stabbed me with the needle. <laughs> she's like, oh no, that was the mm-hmm. wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I was so, my arm was so sore really? last night and then Ugh. I like could barely sleep. And for some reason I was freezing last night like I was shivering I never shivered that hard since like camping in Banff National Park what the heck yeah I could not get warm I've heard that yeah oh you have heard that Mm -hmm. oh that that, that's a symptom Mm -hmm. where they're like shivering so much or like sweating so much yeah in the middle of the night I woke up and I was sweating I took Mm -hmm. off like all my clothes and then I also was like did you stay at your boyfriend's drinking or did you stay at home okay Uh uh-huh you're like I was also nauseous that was just the alcohol <laughs> that's right just alcohol but this is crazy though because last night we went out and we like kind of drank a, just a few beers I think mm-hmm. and on we just like walked down the street to this bar and on the way back mm-hmm. like an hour later we just find this like pile of money on the, what? On the sidewalk it was like 2 a.m how much money was it? $160. Oh. $67. <gasps> oh my gosh. What a bummer for somebody. <laughs> yeah, I know. But there was nobody around. Yeah. We like walked in the street. We were like, hello. Like, is anyone here? Like, we wanted to try and give it back. Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend did that. I was like, I'm keeping You're this. Like, I'm keeping this. You're like, I'm literally yeah. so broke. The government owes me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was eight 20s. Oh and gosh. a five and two ones. What did you do with it? Did you split it? No, he, he was like, you can have it, um, t- and you can take me out on a nice dinner. So, But I took him out to breakfast today at the Denver Biscuit Company. No, I now. have never been there because of gluten. Oh, yeah, all the biscuits have gluten. <laughs> yep. Who would have thought? <laughs> yep. But I left, like a, I left, like, a fat tip. I left, like, 30% tip. Oh, that's And I nice. still have, like, 
over a hundred dollars. Oh, you used that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that was, it was kind of a crazy weekend. It, I mean, like to get vaccinated and find $167, <laughs> that's pretty sick. The universe was like, thank you for getting vaccinated. Here's some money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sounds so nice. Uh, this is complete, re- completely rewarded. Yeah. Well, that's I, never happened yeah. to me. I've never found money. Yeah. So you gotta stupid. try it sometime. <laughs> Tanner finds money all the time. That he just finds money. Maybe it's your attitude towards money. Maybe it is. Maybe I think I don't deserve this money. I'm not even gonna find it. Just always think I'm gonna find money. I'm gonna find money, and maybe money will come to you. I should manifest it. Oh, It'd be so funny. That's oh. a perfect segue into our episode. Okay, but first. <laughs> I gotta talk about my weekend. <laughs> Dang it. What a so waste sorry. of a perfect segue. We have a great episode. But first. What about your weekend? How was it? <laughs> it was good. Um, I On Friday night I went to my dad's and my sister and her husband came over and we all got Thai food and we watched the new Nate Bargatze special, which was fun. Um, oh, he has a new one? Mm-hmm. I love he has him. a new Netflix special. Yeah, it's pretty good. And we just had Thai food. And then we also watched the John Mulaney special, which I've seen, but my dad had never seen it. I went to my mom's for like Easter on Saturday and today, which is recording this on Easter Sunday. So yeah, I didn't do a lot yesterday. Just like made some food for today and uh, went to like the Saturday church service. And then today we just like made a bunch more food and my both my sisters and their husbands came over and it was so nice out literally so, so nice. nice perfect weather perfect weather it was not such too a fun hot day. even no made a bunch of good food and they all came over and we just hung out and then we just like hung out outside afterwards and then Paige and I were playing this hilarious game which is something that I saw on TikTok where you it's called I don't know what it's even called it's like not I don't think it's called anything but basically you say like it's you and one other person and you go like one, two, three, and you both say like two words, like mm-hmm. whatever, random words. And then you're basically the point of the game is you're trying to say the same word. Oh, it's group it's, mind. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's, so it's an improv game. Yeah, yeah, so fun. It is so so fun. fun. It's such a good game because you don't need anything and to it was, play it. No, and, and we you can play it with just two people. Yes, and we literally could not stop playing it. It was so fun. That's so fun. It was such a good day, and mm-hmm. I cleaned my apartment on Friday, so I came home to a clean apartment. It's so clean in here. It is so clean in here right now. This is the cleanest I think I've ever seen it. Ever. Yeah. I'm so ready for the week. Mm -hmm. I am so excited. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's it. Yep. Uh, So speaking of manifesting. (laughs) Back to the segue, people. (laughs) I'm not going to waste a good segue. That's just Speaking of manifesting money. We have a great episode about manifesting things. Kind of like reaching your highest self through like doing that inner work that you need to do to like really start manifesting your highest self yep we're really excited we have a great guest on and uh it's pretty short episode but i think you'll really enjoy it so Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that we'll be right back all right and we're back with our guest uh, usually we try and describe people with three adjectives, but <laughs> I can truly say that this person is indescribable and can't really think of three adjectives that would perfectly encapsulate them besides indescribable. So <laughs> please welcome to our podcast, JC. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, so just like a little background, JC and I used to live together. That's how we met, just yeah. random roommates. Boulder days. 
in Boulder. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nostalgic. I'm like, oh, those were the good old days, but were they? Like <laughs> they were the <laughs> mediocre days. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously get like sick nostalgic. I'm like, oh, I miss it so much. But I know if I was like drinking vodka on the D house roof, I would be not happy. So <laughs> I'm glad I have my safe haven in San Diego now. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. days. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. I feel like if I went back there, I'd be like, oh man, you were miserable. <laughs> <laughs> not you, me. <laughs> no, I think I'd say the exact same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely don't want to go back there. But sometimes I'm like, it would be nice to just like come home and like smoke a lot of weed and not feel bad about it. <laughs> funny yeah Yeah. um so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself like when did you move to san diego do you have any interior decorating background because your place looks amazing (laughs) Uh, thank you yeah so i went to see you for four years where i met jackie um and then after that i took a position in downtown denver which was kind of unexpected i've always been like a california girl i knew i was going to make my way back here but uh, the position just kind of fell into my lap. I literally met the person who hired me at when I was drunk at a brunch, <laughs> and it was just like, "Do you want to be hired? You need to work for my company." And I was like, "This seems like a pyramid scheme, sure." Um, <laughs> but really, it wasn't, and it was actually the best thing I could have possibly done. Um, and then that position led me to the position that I'm at now in San Diego. Um, so I work for an IT staffing firm. I'm a senior account manager. Basically, I sell people. It's awesome um, in the good way. Um, I place IT resources at like Fortune 500 companies. So the people that build your apps that you use, I get them a job pretty much. Um, cool. So I made my way in the professional world. And then I moved to San Diego, um, where I had been waiting, I think my whole life to move to. And so since then, it's been a little bit of, like you said, kind of dabbling in everything and trying to expand myself in all horizons. So I am very much corporate, like I don't post about it much. But nine to five, if not more, I'm doing business development or I'm working. And then all the other times I'm trying to just like live my hippie life um, and balance the two identities that I have, if not more. I'm very interested in health and wellness, spirituality, things like that, that make me a better person. And then it's like, I kind of like cultivate all that self. And then I try to translate it to my corporate world. They like, somehow with this job, it works. I have a lot of flexibility, but my passion really lies with like spirituality manifestation um, and just being in alignment with my highest self and making sure that I bring that self to the earth as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you want to go more towards that in your job as well? Or do you kind of like keeping them separate? Mm, That's such a good question. And for a long time, I had like gone back and forth about this because it's natural to want to follow your passion, right? Everybody is like, Oh, follow your bliss. I mean, I literally have that tattooed on my body, but everybody (laughs) says that. And it's so true. Like you want to be able to mix both worlds. And, um, I did try for a little bit and it wasn't that I tried. It was actually really successful. Every time that I put myself out there in that way to like make a podcast or do some like individual coaching or anything like that. It like blows up so fast. And I'm like, Whoa, I don't know if I'm ready to match these worlds. I want to go back to my like corporate safe. Like it's safety. Mm-hmm. Me. And so I think that it's one, a matter of time to the right opportunity. And three, I think I need to just have the right, like skill set, mindset and be to a place where I truly like would be able to be seen on that kind of level 
which is something I don't, this, there's like a meme where it's like every day thinking about deleting all socials. Like that's literally <laughs> me. Like I love social media, I post it on it all the time, but then I'm like, eh, I just want to go to another country and just kind of dip out and do my own. Yeah, totally feeling identity. So yeah, um, I don't know what the future holds, but I noticed that as I did more like spiritual work, um, where it was work, it became work and it wasn't as much of a passion. And I hear this a lot with people that when you mesh the world, it, you do really mesh them and it, it kind of takes the excitement out of it. So I don't know. Right now, I like developing my professional skill set, my communication skills. I feel like I'll need that for something someday and I'm enjoying where I'm at. So I'm not trying to think too soon, but I, I could see it going together eventually. Yeah. No, I, that makes sense. Like when the thing that you love to do becomes work, not just work, but that you rely on it for income, it might lose some of the fun that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I think like the best thing would be to create multiple streams of income and be able to do it all. Um, that would be like top ideal, like to have some residual income of something I create that could help a lot of people. That way my moral need is being met, but also like being challenged in the corporate world and also still being involved in society. I feel like if I just went spiritual, I'd be like, actually become a monk for real. Like I yeah. like totally <laughs> dive in and be like, peace out. I am like full hippie. So I think the corporate world does keep me grounded and it keeps me like level headed a little bit. So and it keeps the hair on your head. Uh, barely. Yeah. (laughs) That that has its own stressors to it, but I think I've become, I'm becoming a badass at managing like stress and things like that. And that's definitely like due to balancing both those worlds. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny that you were saying that you met your boss in the job before you had, uh, when you were drunk, like at a bar, I feel like that kind of thing happens to you all the time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think like, that's a perfect example of manifestation where, everything was just arriving at the perfect timing where I was ready. And the way that I was ready was that I was in alignment. I was doing what made me happy and I was totally in my zone. Um, I was doing what made me happy, getting really drunk. (laughs) Absolutely. Like at that point in time, it was getting mimosas with all my friends in downtown Denver, where I was about to move. I was so stoked. Um, And just how everything kind of came together like that. Like I couldn't have made that happen. And I'm a firm believer And I even like go into like the energetics of manifestation, but my viewpoint and my understanding of manifestation has drastically shifted even since when I was podcasting prior, like the way that I have grown maybe in the past three months to fully understand manifestation literally has taken this process to like another level. And so if you want, I can go a little bit into that and like explain kind of what that realization was. Yeah, we we'll, would we'll love that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you yeah. want to, if you want to start out by just um, talking a little bit about what manifestation is for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah. Manifestation is calling in things to your life. So this could be an emotion. You can manifest anything. We're always doing it constantly. We're manifesting at right now. You manifested me to this podcast you're manifesting thoughts as they come into your brain, you are constantly manifesting. If you're living, breathing, everything you are manifesting. So you don't have to be some special person to manifest. But what typically like the rhetoric and the narrative of manifestation, it's like, oh, I want to get this car, I want to get this apartment, it's very materialistic. Usually sometimes it, it can be other things. But 
usually if you're more novice or you're like first getting into manifestation, it's more material. It's like, oh, I want to manifest winning the lottery. That's like the biggest thing everybody says. Well, after you manifest those things, you, you don't really care about them anymore. And you realize it's more about alignment with your being. Um, and that's the true manifestation is actually having all of your energy in your body. So what I have learned is I used to think manifestation was think positive thoughts and you're going to create a positive reality and you're going, and that's not necessarily wrong in and of itself, but like repetition, um, the positive thought rhetoric that manifestation teachers teach, it does work for like temporary time, but you're either one, you're burnt out. You're like, why isn't that? Why am I not manifesting things X, Y, Z, or you manifest the thing and then it goes away. And I was like, why is this happening? Why does I see this with everybody? Like, why is it happening to me? Um, or the manifestation just doesn't come through and you're like, okay, this doesn't work and you give up. And so what manifestation is and what for me and what I have learned is that you manifest based on your subconscious belief system. So it has nothing to do with what you're forcing yourself to say. So like positive affirmations, when people are like, oh, stare at yourself in the mirror and tell it, say, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. Your subconscious mind is going to overwrite that every single time if you don't actually believe that. So what manifestation comes from is your subconscious belief system that was developed as a child. So your subconscious is usually developed between ages zero through 14. And that's being generous. It's actually years age through seven. So whatever happened in your childhood at that time, you framed the subconscious framework that your now day self is manifesting from. So I know that's a lot. But basically, the way to manifest is to unlock your subconscious, which we can do through neuroplasticity, which is when you your brain is in like an alpha or a theta um, state. So it's a hypnotic state. So basically, once you can train your brain to see a different alternative to what happened or to what's blocking you um, and do it enough repetition, your brain starts to actually perceive different scenarios to then open enough to allow a manifestation to actually come through. So then you do meet that person that offers you that job because you have the sense of worthiness to actually harness that in because your belief system aligns with it. So I know that's like so much information, but basically to wrap it up, you manifest as much as you believe you are worthy to manifest what you're trying to manifest. I see. Uh, so, so it's all based on your subconscious worthiness. And like, that's where you find the limits to manifestation is kind of like how much you feel like you can manifest. So you're kind of what's There's limiting really No limits. You can manifest, you can be, do, or have anything, but you are your own block. You are, it's nothing outside of you and everything that you want can definitely be acquired, but you have to do, I don't know if you guys are familiar with shadow work or inner child work. Basically you cannot <laughs> attract anything or keep anything in your life according to quantum physics that doesn't align with you. If you don't believe on a deep subconscious level that you are worthy of having it, it will mm -hmm. go out of your experience in 0.2 seconds and you can't keep it. The frequencies don't match. So they repel, even if it takes a few minutes. So if you attract your dream partner in, but you're operating based on a, a trauma that you had at five years old, your behavior is going to repel them because you're operating from a program that isn't in alignment with your highest desire. So the universe is going to give you opportunity after opportunity to give you growth so that you now have these lessons integrated where you're like, oh, I don't have to live like that. I don't have to treat people like that. I can 
show up for myself. I don't need to self-abandon. I can actually state my needs. I am not going to settle. When you start leveling up in that way and really showing up for yourself um, and sticking to that, that's when you become a magnet. Because I believe, I have this like very deep belief that the whole reason why we're on earth, the whole reason like for this experience is to bring your human in alignment with your spirit self. That the first person that you, or the first spirit you were when you came into your body before the programming, before all of that, like when you were a child. So I believe like that's the purpose. And so the universe is going to do everything it can to get you to that point, which means you're probably going to go through a lot of lessons and you're probably going to have to program just to deprogram later in life. But then you've acquired all of this wisdom that will be forever, even after you pass. So that's kind of like the overall thing. So manifestation is actually very deep. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, because it's so like BuzzFeed popular and everybody's like, oh, manifestation, this manifestation, that go get a car. It's like actually a <laughs> true process of, of spiritual growth and enlightenment that you don't even want the car at this point. You just want to be in alignment with who you really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you get everything. And that's like yeah. the true trick. And it's. It- it's kind of like you get what you need more than what you want. And like what you want becomes kind of what you need if, mm-hmm. if you're in the right place. Yeah, you, you definitely get what you need. And you, the universe always knows better than you. And it knows exactly how to get you to that point. Because I'm in IT staffing. Did I once tell you in all of my days at Boulder that I ever wanted to go into that field? I don't even, I still don't even know what this field is. No, but it, it's given like, me- I couldn't, I don't know my job actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really- it's given me every single thing on an energetic level that I've asked for. I wanted freedom. I wanted to feel confident. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted, there was things that I wanted to be able to support myself. I wanted awesome leadership. I wanted an awesome team. All of these things that were so like ambiguous and like kind of like all over the place, they all consolidated into one position and the universe was like, here you go. And I could have never guessed that this has happened Mm -hmm. with boys. This has happened with, I mean, pretty much everything that I've ever manifested was not what I was thinking that I was going to it was always mm-hmm. so much better. And I think that's just shows how gracious that the universe is and that it really does have your best interest at heart. And it's not like this energetic, like slot machine. It, it cares about you. It right. knows you better than you know yourself. Yeah. It's not like Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa might be a nice guy, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if he loves you as much as the universe or what I believe. Yeah. He definitely doesn't love me as much as the universe. <laughs> I don't think he loves Jewish kids much. (laughs) It's hard to say though. Do you want to talk a little bit about shadow work and inner child work and kind of where that starts and how you start intentionally working on those things? And also to add on to that question, if, if there's like a block, how do you know it's like, because maybe you need to work on your inner child? Mm, Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with your question, Jackie you know, there's a block. If you're not manifesting, you know, there's a block. If you feel uncomfortable, you know, there's a block. If it's, it's a block is shown to you by um, negative emotion. If you're having negative emotion, that's your emotion. I think emotions are literally like notifications on your phone. Like, Hey, this is trying to tell you something. Pay attention. If you have anxiety, this is showing you, you don't feel safe in this situation. Why might you not feel safe? Do you lack confidence or is this person unsafe? They're, it's always communicating with mm-hmm. you. Um, so first, if your emotions are telling you like, oh, I feel stuck or 
why am I not manifesting? I'm angry. Or if you feel insecure, I mean, it's really, you're going to know you have a block based on your emotions. And if you're not manifesting something that you want and however that emotion makes you feel or the situation makes you feel, you're going to know your exact block. I'm trying to think of an example that everybody can relate to. And then I'll go into the shadow work of what you would do. So a very common one for people is money. They don't feel worthy of money. They, so maybe a block that they have is an un, uh, is unworthiness. So they see a lot of people having things and getting money or whatever, and they feel like envious or they feel upset and they feel like I can't have that. Maybe underneath that is actually like, why is there a belief that you can't have that money is literally energy. It's the easiest thing to manifest there. Like it's, it's not a person. They don't, it doesn't have free will. It's just numbers on a screen that you just go to the store. It's, it is not, there's no um, energy really tied to it. So there must be something that somebody or something that told you or demonstrated to you that money was a struggle in life. And this is very common. This is most people's childhood, right? Unless you were really privileged, you, you did see struggle in your life. So to go back into your childhood and hear the stories behind money and the belief systems behind money? What did you hear early as a child? What situations were you put in where maybe money was scarce? What did your like parents, family, how did, how do they handle money? How did they treat money? How do you handle money? As soon as you get money, do you spend it? So you get rid of it. So you're showing the universe you don't like to have it. Like, how do you, like, it's really some like deep work that you have to be super conscious about one yourself two other people and three your childhood and what you were told and shown. Inner child work for me before I just want to have like a disclaimer, this is not something for the faint heart. Seriously, it is so, so gnarly, so unreal. And when spirituality, like people are like, Oh, it's all love and light. Like it's not it's really real. And it's like definitely um, some heavy lifting that you would need to do in order to make room for what you're looking for in life. Just another disclaimer, like some people you might really need to do it with a psychologist or a professional, just depending on where you are and what you're trying to clear. If it's something that is deeper than money or deeper than like a deeper wound, then you definitely might want to get professional help when going through that kind of traumatic experience. So basically how I would do that is usually I would get into like a hypnotic state and I would have like a practitioner or um, do like inner child, like a video on YouTube or just try to quiet my mind enough to get into a place of getting to the root emotion. So maybe for some people that's journaling, like, okay, here's my beliefs about money right now. Okay, so where did I get these beliefs? What were my parents beliefs about money? How did they treat money and kind of the questions that I just asked you guys, I would go through that. And I would find the first time I had ever felt that core emotion about money. And then I would say, is this true? Is this legit? And I would try to rewrite that belief and show myself other people and other situations that actually have the belief system that I'm looking to adopt. So you're rewriting your subconscious by changing your belief systems, by finding people that expand you to new worlds. Um, so identifying your world, identifying where you came from, your parents or whoever raised you, seeing how that translated, and then now looking towards somebody or something, or even you can be your own expander and show yourself, okay, these are what I'm looking to adopt. I'm going to start looking for evidence. So my subconscious starts to believe it. When you start doing that and you start believing you're worthy, so maybe the subconscious belief, I need to be, I want to feel worthy. Well, when did you first not feel worthy? And what, and why would that be true? Is that true? Of course not. Like we were born so beautifully perfect and every one of us is so individually worthy in our own way. So that's automatically not a true belief. So just un deprogramming where that first came from, 
like societal conditioning, people like say a lot of things throughout your life and you're in a lot of situations that make you feel a lot of negative emotions. So there's a lot to work through, but that is the work. That is the work to manifestation. And that is exactly how you get the life that you want is by not being afraid to face those ugly parts of yourself. Ugly, I put in quotes because it's not ugly. It's just another aspect of you, not denying it, not running from it owning up to it and doing the hardest thing possible is facing your fears. And it sounds cliche, but it, it takes a, a lot of work, a lot of commitment, and you can't self abandon through the process. But once you get through, like, it's crazy how you're rewarded you are. So it, it works. It's just a lot, a lot of work, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, that makes sense. If you want to get everything that you deserve, you have to put in the work. You can't just like get things for nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I could say that's a belief system you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you could, some people, some people truly believe like you don't need to work hard to get what you want and they don't. And they were maybe they married and they were like, fine, well off. Yeah. Like if you really create your reality that deeply to the point yeah. of everything you say, you're operating from a belief system that you got from somewhere mm-hmm. that everything is possible, anything. It's just what you believe and you won't believe it until you start to see it. So, but you have to believe it in order to see it. So it's like Mm -hmm. a paradox, but if you can show yourself little ways um, and start seeing little manifestations, then when those big things want to come through to truly believe you are worthy of those bigger manifestations, it takes time. It takes a lot of like, I, I would call them tests, but they're not tests. You can't get it wrong. It's more like trials for the universe to give you the opportunity to, Hey, are you going to show up for yourself this time? Or are we going to give you another opportunity? Either way is fine. We'll wait all day. We love you. But if you do this, if you show up for yourself, if you decide to stand in your worthiness, if you decide to not, uh, to like, let go of your anxiety and to choose a different path, we're going to reward you with your manifestation. So it's a little bit like that because the whole purpose, again, like I said, is to embody your full authentic self. And as you embody more of your worthiness, that's exactly what you're doing. So that's the purpose of all of this, all of it. That was a good <laughs> sum up. That this is all like really, I'm I'm just loving this conversation so much. I was gonna ask, so when it comes to manifestation and kind of like you said, the purpose of getting back to who you really are, um, maybe like who you were when you came to this earth. Would you say that that is like a predetermined thing? Like you came to this earth and you're trying to get back to who that person is at their core? Or is it one of those things where once you reach this point of kind of your higher self, you can decide who you want to be? Or do you think there's like a trajectory that's meant for you? I think a little bit of both. I am a true believer that we have soul contracts. There's a certain mission we came here to accomplish. Um, But how we do that is definitely up to our human and up to how, how efficient we are once we get here. So how, how quickly does it take for us to be in resonance and alignment or how, if we had say a very traumatic childhood, how long does it take you to bounce back? And it's not about getting back because that makes it seem like, well, then why would we go through all of this? If we're just going back, we're actually coming here to like acquire a ton of expansion for our spirit, which is very like, I guess, immaterial. So it's forever. It's not a car. It's not a house wisdom and character. These things are forever. So that's the true reason why we came here. That's why that is actually the real gold. But in order to kind of understand your path and what you came here to do, you do need to go through all of these like 
hoops and kind of lessons, but the purpose is expansion. So I don't think that anybody is married to a certain destiny exactly. I think we had an idea of what we wanted to set out and accomplish. Like, oh, I want to marry XYZ. I'm going to have this job for a little while. This is going to be my best friend. They're going to teach me this. Like, I think we have soul contracts in that way. But I think how we get there and the timing of things is really up to our human. And I think we have like guides and, and, and inner guidance. And I think there's people like signs and things that try to push us towards that blueprint that we created, but it's, we have free will. So if we, if we decide to take too long and we live in fear, or we live in anxiety for a certain amount of time, it is going to slow down, but it's okay. There's infinite time in the universe. We can do it again next Don't life. Don't worry. <laughs> Jackie, I just... Oh my gosh. We just, our last episode was on anxiety. And so I was just like, it's okay. If even if you're anxious, like you can redo it, (laughs) you can do it in your next life. (laughs) Yeah, No worries. No, really. I think, and anxiety is just such a huge, like pivotal thing that I think almost everybody goes through and definitely I've gone through it. And I think anybody that's like a high achiever, I mean, everybody kind of, I feel like it's more this life, like, I don't know, this life or this lifetime, our generation, because we don't have to work like everybody else did like years ago. I don't, I don't know if like, I don't, a hundred years ago, everybody was anxious all the time, but I just feel like with so much stimulation and like phone and like, you know, constantly go, go, go mentality, like we're bound to have anxiety. So yeah, it's just underlying fear though, of like not being safe and not being grounded is, is usually Mm -hmm. How, and it manifests as anxiety, but yeah, just not being in the present moment is what I've realized. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about frequencies, which you kind of mentioned that like sometimes when you, when something comes into your life, if you're not at the right frequency to accept it, then it might not work at the time. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So there's like an emotional scale. Um, highest, I'm pretty sure is either appreciation or love. I think love would be the highest. And I think the lowest frequency you can hold in your body is shame because it's directly opposing your inner being and saying I'm wrong. Something's wrong with me. And your inner being would never, ever think that. Um, it thinks that even if you did something wrong, you're perfect just as, as you are. So you're going to feel the worst. You're going to feel the lowest at the belief system that directly opposes the truth. So that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so it basically goes up. So that's like shame, fear, guilt, doubt. There's all of these low vibrational frequencies and there's high ones like um, gratitude, happiness, joy, bliss, humor. Like, you know, there's high vibrational, there's low vibrational. So frequency, you can think of music, you can think of harmonics. I mean, there's a lot of ways to describe frequency, but it's based in quantum physics and it's an energetic cord that you're emitting. Everybody has their unique energetic frequency and humans are manipulated by their emotions and not manipulated in a like derogatory term, the Mm -hmm. literal world word manipulation, like it, things change based on how you feel. So your emotions, if you're happy, you're emitting a very high vibration that's very attractive to things in the universe. So um, that's what I mean by frequency. So if your frequency of a dream relationship is one of peace and happiness and humor and is vibrating very high, I can't imagine anybody's dream relationship vibrating very low. (laughs) Like I want anger. (laughs) I want absolute hell. Um, no. So if, yeah, if you're vibrating super high and you're like, I'm in the, like, I want 
you have a clearly defined um, desire. Like you have written out what you're looking for. You're ready. You've made space. You've done the work. Say you've done all the stuff that I've talked about. Um, and you want this um, relationship. So you're vibrating at this high level. You're really in alignment with this. It's the same frequency. You're over here being in joy, bliss, happiness. And this relationship is over here being in joy, bliss, happiness. Now we need a third cooperative component. component. So I need my husband who better be <laughs> freaking <laughs> vibrating at joy, happiness, and bliss <laughs> to come meet us over here in our happy relationship. So it's like a, it's a cooperative component. You need a lot of things to manifest, but once they're all in harmony, then they're going to three come together, whatever, however many um, components there are, they're going to all come together. Are, are you polyamorous? <laughs> Not that I know of. Um, <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? But <laughs> Um, yeah, so all of these components are going to come together and they'll create a harmony because they are harmonic. They do go together. They're frequencies that align. But say I'm over here right now being joy and happy and then my like ideal relationship is joy and happy. And then I meet a guy who's in joy and happy, but it's only because he's at a party drunk and he's there for that moment. And I'm like, oh, awesome. This is so fun. We're all vibing. We're on the same vibrational frequency. That's what vibing comes from. You're on the same frequency. So then tomorrow morning, he goes back to who he normally is, which is he's full of shame, regret, remorse for whatever. He's going to vibrate right out of my life because it's not a match. Mm -hmm. So that's how this works. It's really easy to do with relationships, but same with a job, say like this job is like so, so, so amazing. And at a deep level, you don't feel worthy of that. You might start at the job, but then your subconscious beliefs are going to create um, a situation where you're going to self-sabotage and then you get fired. So mm -hmm. it's really about being on that same frequency, understanding the energetics of what you're truly looking to manifest, and then being a, in that mode to be somewhere in the vicinity of that vibration. So if it's a car though, then you would want to manifest, like, depending on the car, you would be like, oh, do I want to manifest luxury? Do I want to manifest sustainability? Do I want to manifest, like, you really get to it's living in adjectives. <laughs> That's pretty much my whole life. And then figuring out what that feels like, how I want it to feel, matching that energy, and then making sure my worthiness is there and then allowing mm -hmm. it to my life. Crazy you live in adjectives. We can't describe you though. <laughs> We're like, we don't know. <laughs> so many adjectives to choose from. I can't, you can't possibly expect me to choose one. <laughs> I feel like I maybe know the answer to this, but is basically everything you've just described is that something that you arrive at or is that something that you work on every single day? Yeah, it's definitely something I work on every day. It's not a moment that, I mean, I, yeah, it's work because we are on earth and we are separated physically from like our higher self. It does take focus to get there. I wouldn't even say it's necessarily like once you get through like, some of the inner child stuff and the shadow work, which I don't think it'll probably ever be done. I think it'll be like here and there, but it will never be as intense as when I first did it. I don't think, plus I know how to do it. Once you know how to do it, you'll feel a lot better and more comfortable going to that place, but it's ongoing because you're always expanding and there's always new challenges. So it's not ever going to stop, but it gets more fun. You become more conscious. So yeah, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're always growing and learning, but you do understand a little bit better and you have more of like a grounding and a footing to uh, be able to manage it. That's kind of on the same wavelength of what I was going to ask, but basically how do you 
raise your frequency? How do you work on it? Like what are things you can do every day that kind of raise your frequency up? Yeah. And nobody's going to like this answer, but it is shadow work. Like the reason why you're not embodying more of your light or more of your high frequency is because that energy is taken, that's, it's being allocated by something else, which is your Mm -hmm. shadow. So it's really about alchemizing that. So alchemizing, you'll naturally call in higher frequencies as you face the things you don't want to face. It's a process. And that's what's so tricky is everybody else and not everybody, but why I get so frustrated with like the new age rhetoric and like these buzzfeed things is actually a huge, huge, huge way to spiritual bypass. Think positive thoughts, write positive affirmations, all this positivity. It's awesome. It's great to feel good. And it it is, it is helpful to some extent, but you're completely bypassing all of the reasons why you're in this position in the first place. So even if you drill, I am happy in my head, it won't work because for very long, because you don't truly believe that. Yeah. So really to raise your vibration, the best thing you can do for yourself is to understand why your vibration isn't already high because your normal set point is you have a a high vibration. The only reason you wouldn't is because you're carrying some density that you don't need to, and you've got to figure out and kind of treasure hunt of what that is, clear it, change your beliefs around it. I know that I'm making it sound like a three-step process that it's so easy. It's, it's a really long journey. And once you embark on it, you can't really go back because you're like, well, I'm in it. So it's, it's up to everybody, or you can live kind of like, you know, in law land the rest of your life where you're mm-hmm. not conscious and you're kind of on autopilot, you get that choice and there's not really a right or a wrong, but the conscious lifestyle, you have such better relationships. Obviously you're manifesting the life you want. You're the universe is going to take care of you monetarily and like abundance wise, but you're truly happy, which is what matters is you are conscious of what you've gone through. You've grown through it. And you're like, okay, I'm this being now and I'm me and, or a little bit more me than I was before. And that's the greatest reward you will ever feel um, living this life. Do you think that you can be truly happy if you're living on autopilot? I think ignorance is bliss for those people, for sure. I think true happiness, though, no. I think it's a, it's a very, like, surface-level happiness. But deep, authentic, fulfilling, rich happiness, no. Mm. That's very powerful. <laughs> we all to do. <laughs> I'm just taking this in. <laughs> uh, do you actually set specific goals then, or do you kind of just – take what the universe gives you and what it knows that you need. Yeah. It's a co-creation. I think um, I'm working with the universe constantly. I think that if a, you have a desire, it's there for a reason. If you are like obsessed with something and you cannot get it off your mind, that is probably the universe communicating with you. Hey, this is very similar or it to what you're looking for. Stay on track, follow this. And I think that's like, it's kind of helpful because you're not like always in this cognitive dissonance of like, Oh, I want this, but the universe wants me to have this. It's not really like that. Like you, usually the desires are pretty in conjunction. So I think the best way to manifest also is to be very detached from the specifics, be specific. But if it's like a certain person or a certain exact thing, you're really limiting all of the doors that could possibly open to you to just blow your mind, which has happened to me so many times. So 
I really try to like have everything based on like my morals, values, my deepest desires and not a superficial desire. For example, like I, if I'm trying to manifest a partner or something, like I wouldn't be like, oh, I want them to dress like this, have this hair. Like I kind of do, I still write that down. But what's really, really important is I want that I want the relationship to feel like this. This is the person I want to be in this relationship. This is how I want them to make me feel. I want. And so in that way, and it's not like you wouldn't be attracted to them. That's one of the like you want to be insanely attracted to them. So that's one of the must haves. You develop these lists because your heart has a desire and the universe kind of gently guides you to what it knows is best for you. But I wouldn't say like, oh, they have to drive this car and make this amount of money. Like some people do manifest like that and it works out for them. I don't because I, that's not important to me. Like, so it's really about your values and what's truly important to you and the universe will work with you, but there's not a right and wrong, like a moral code besides your own. Um, It's really here to support you and to show you what it knows is best for you. So, so yes, I do have goals. Like, yes, I want a happy marriage and I want a happy career and I want to be able to make a positive impact on the world, how that's going to manifest. I don't know, but I know that I'm training for it every single second. <laughs> so gotcha. Yeah. Even when you're sleeping, you're like, <laughs> I'm ready. I don't, I'm never off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like also if you were trying to manifest someone with a high vibration, they would probably like make more money because, or exactly. like something and like that, because they have yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy when you are happy and like you no longer care about like the physical things, the physical things happen for you and you're happy. And mm-hmm. that was a huge breaking point for me to realize like, wow, that is that's the true success is like doing it all for the feeling of like alignment and then getting all of this like that's that's really truly like the happiest feeling I could actually feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have gone through all of the questions that we had and more, but if there's anything that you feel like we haven't touched on, if not, if you have any like final words to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or like also resources of like yeah. where you did more research on this kind of thing. Mm, yeah. I read a lot of books and it's just hard for me to say because it's so spontaneous and I honestly never read a full book through like I, the best advice I can give is open yourself up to this work, read what you're called to read. And like, I, I think that if I could give you a prescription of what worked for me, and it could lead you to absolute like hell. like it wouldn't work for you exactly as it works for me. And it's not meant to, um, I can give you resources. And I think like starting with like Abraham Hicks would be good on YouTube or Lacey Phillips is a great, she has a great podcast called called to be magnetic. That's really what like has helped me. But that was specifically for where I was at and it was perfect timing. I don't think I would have even understood what she was talking about two years ago. So mm-hmm. what I do suggest for people listening or for you guys is to truly say, okay, I'm going to open myself up to this work. Um, show me the way and like literally just start doing things that you feel naturally inclined to do and don't second guess it because the universe, when you show up for yourself, it will literally like, show you that it supports you in every which way. And so I think getting started with like doing shadow work, inner child work, journaling, reading resources of things that apply to you in your childhood and your limiting beliefs, because it's so deeply personal. And this journey is so deeply personal that I almost don't like to give advice because mm-hmm. it's not fair because if this is because I can't tell you. And so I think, yeah, it's just very important to be open 
be curious. And if you want to take that journey, you will be guided. And um, there's always going to be like spiritual resources, like on YouTube, Instagram, things like that, that you got to follow and find accounts that you resonate with. So that's what I would suggest is just really listening and being in tune with yourself. Yeah, that's a great answer. We are like humans are just so controlling because they want to feel safe. They want to feel like they had a say or they helped. And like the most helpful thing you can do is let someone be on their journey and support them in the ways that you can with your also like boundaries, but like, yeah, you really can't change anybody because they're like on their whole other mission, but you can influence by being true to who you are and showing like your light. And if that happens to touch somebody and they're ready for it, perfect. They'll be changed by that. And they can take with that and, and create their own world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how yeah. any change happens. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This feel like a good place to mm-hmm. wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Do you want to say we're back? Yes. We're back with (laughs) (laughs) it's good communication. (laughs) This happens every time. Okay. We are back with our segment. We're gonna do not my cup of tea with JC. Um, Jackie, do you want to start it out? Oh, yeah, sure. So if you've uh if you've never listened to a not my cup of tea segment, it's basically just us firing questions at our guests. We are just asking them if they fuck with that or do they not fuck with that. And or is this your cup of tea? Which or is this your cup of tea? The name of the game. <laughs> you can't describe something using the name of it. That's like the one rule of disc- of definition. But you can say like we ask them things and ask them if it's their cup of tea or not. <laughs> That's a really good definition. <laughs> okay. That's like a common saying. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's an <laughs> idiom. That's where we got it. So okay. the first one is crystals. How do you feel about crystals? Do you think it's a scam? Do you think they're real? What's what's going on there? So I fuck with this. I love the aesthetic though. So not for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they're pretty, they're, they're shiny. So beautiful. And I like to create my life around beauty. So I'm more in the vibration, I would say, of beauty um other people can i think make them work the way they want to if they believe that i don't think they hold any special powers other than they are just beautiful okay okay um the next one is uh essential oils i fuck with that i think that they are like just relaxing as shit and i just can chill um i like lavender i like eucalyptus in my shower um don't think they hold I mean they might actually hold some healing properties like eastern medicine I don't know I need to do more research on that I just do it again for the everything is for the aesthetic in my brain of course yeah in my mind in my lifestyle (laughs) yeah I mean you're talking to an interior designer so all right so pranks oh I fuck with that (laughs) I know you fuck with that I just like I just like hearing you talk about it yeah, I love pranks. I love humor. I haven't been able to play many pranks lately with the whole quarantine. I actually haven't been able to like get with a lot of friends and just like die laughing in so long. I probably became like this Buddhist monk and now I need to like go back and just pull a bunch of pranks and just be the biggest clown. I miss that. Yeah, I love playing pranks. I Yeah. The pranks that we play, but there's too many to name. Yeah, I'll just name a Hall of Fame one that I will never forget because it really got me. Which is, uh, JC got this speaker out, and she would just like 
I was hanging out with some of my friends and she was just like playing random bits of Snapchat stories. So it would just like sound really weird. Like, but, uh, and then she was like, there's a ghost in here. Like I swear. <laughs> and we could just not figure it out for like, it had been hours. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where my mind comes up with these things. I like, oh, have so much fun with my husband and kids and just prank them 24 seven. Yeah. No, I love. Okay. The next one is keeping up with the Kardashians. Like rea- what about like reality TV in general? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so hard for me. It depends on where I'm at in life. Like, I'm not even kidding. I know that sounds so crazy, but like, if I'm like going through it, like reality TV just like annoys me. Um, and I'm like, I literally don't have like, it's like toxic. But then if I'm like, really in like a funny mood, and I'm like wanting to watch it to make fun of everything, then it's awesome. And it's like comedy to me. I never watch it legit though. Like I'm never like actually like um, invested. It's either I'm making fun of it or it annoys me. So okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of how I watch it too. Okay, this one? Um, astrology apps like oh. CoStar and stuff. Oh, I don't really fuck with that. I think astrology like holds truth, and I it always like reassures me. I think it's more like a comfort thing. Like if like. I feel like the world's crazy or something. And then I look and it's a full moon. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the full moon. Like it just like, it's one of those things. I'm not super invested. I am interested in it. I think everything's connected. Um, but astrology apps in particular, I'm pretty sure like it's to get a buck, but don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't use them personally. Okay. What do you feel about like gratitude journals? How do you feel about that? Um, yeah. Again, I, nothing is more powerful than like doing that like the work and being in your like true power but I think that it can like enhance your overall mood and like it is nice to always like be in that higher state if you have room for it but I wouldn't use that as your means of manifesting by any by any means (laughs) like I would use that as just like because you want to because you're truly grateful but not to as a means to an end Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that makes sense oh one that we ask everyone hot dogs Oh, I don't fuck with that. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh, no, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. Yeah, I'm scared of hot dogs. I don't know what's in them. Yeah, no, no one knows. <laughs> I don't even think the makers of hot dog really know no. what's in them. They don't. They just throw it together. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, looks, like uh, <laughs> looks good. Yeah. <laughs> dick. Looks good. <laughs> looks like a dick. Let's put it on the market. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's it for everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much the answer that most people give. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Um, if they want to like, yeah, I think the only place I'm really active is Instagram and that's just at JC Kelly, J A S I K E L L Y. Sweet. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was really enlightening. And yeah, that was, this, this was like one of my favorite episodes. This was just so interesting. And I feel like you spoke to it super well. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Happy you guys. It was nice to meet you too. Yeah, you yeah. too. Um, well, you guys know where you can find us at So Good So Far Podcast on Instagram. You can find me at Nicole Pogreen. And you can find me at Jackie Zadik. Okay. Thank you for listening. And it's been so, so good, good so, so far. far. Okay. That's good. <laughs>
trying to get to his higher self. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I feel bad for people. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You just jumped so high again. 